Now then, welcome to the Social Media Podcast. How are you doing? This is Simon Scholes here, founder and creative director of Perception Studios. Thank you very much, as always, for joining me. Uh, today, as always, we're going to be listening to the audio back from this morning's Days Confused and Generally Buggered, which is my daily live video, which I'm putting out all the time at the moment to try and help answer your social media and video questions that you have uh, burning inside you right now during this craziness that we're all called lockdown and COVID-19. Uh, don't forget, if you are interested, you can sponsor the live daily broadcast and all the content that comes from it, including this podcast, uh, for a weekly basis. So please do get in touch if you're interested in that. My email address is in the section below. And without further ado, shall we get started? The Social Media Podcast with Simon Scholes. Tips, hints and great content ideas. Good morning. How are you diddling? Excellent, me too. Thank you very much for asking. Hopefully we're going to stay live on both channels. We're having some internet issues today. I haven't to tethered to the phone, so hopefully Instagram Live will stay live and uh, we'll get that sorted just there. There we go, so you can see the screen properly. And also we'll stay live on all the other channels as well where we're going live, which is Twitch, uh, YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, um, also Twitter and Instagram Live. So anyway, good morning. Uh, welcome to the weekend. It is Saturday and uh, we all know what that means. We're going to be talking about today, uh, the usage of social media on a weekend. But as always, Dazed and Confused is here to answer your questions about social media and about video, try and help you get yourself to a position where you start creating regular content because so many people during this crazy situation that we've all been in have been trying to do a little bit more maybe trying to build their brand a bit more but they're not really sure where to start so i've been trying to help you understand what you can do yourself for free because there is so much you can do for your brand and your business that won't cost you a penny but will cost you a bit of time so that's what i've been here to try and help you with what I'm going to keep trying to help you with ongoing and also once all this craziness is over, we're going to keep doing the broadcast as well. And uh, Not daily, but we are going to keep doing the broadcasts every single week. We're going to do broadcasts, answering your questions, and giving you some hints and tips on different bits and pieces. And we've got a really cool question that came in overnight. I'm going to answer a little bit later on. And also we're going to talk about social media usage. First things first, though, who am I to tell you any of this? So I'm Simon Scholes. I'm the founder and creative director of Perception Studios. Uh, we're an award-winning visual marketing agency, and we help brands and businesses create content for their social media that really helps them stand out. So we create uh, videos, animation work, visual work, aerial work, photography, graphical work, documents series, all sorts of different types of content that really help a brand stand out when they use them on their social media. And then we get expert social media managers within our team to help them then distribute that content in the best possible way to get the best possible results. However, a few years ago, it became quite obvious not every brand and not every business necessarily had the budget in their marketing to have that content created on a regular basis. So what can you do then? Well, then I came up with the How to Nine Times Your Social Media Process, which is what you can do yourself for free to help build your brand and your business online as well. So whether you are a YouTuber and you're trying to become an influencer or you are a jewelry brand and you want to take yourself to the next level 
what I take you through will work for everybody. And I learned this kind of stuff from some of the bigger brands and businesses that I worked with within my radio and TV career. Um, so yeah, hopefully you can get some value out of what it is that I've got to say. Also, I must say a huge thank you. I'm going to say thank you all this week to everybody who voted for me on the uh, Dads Who Podcast um voting scheme i don't know what you would call it uh, for podcast magazine and um, i was voted in the top 50 podcasts globally by dads who do podcasting so thank you so much to everybody who voted for me um in that and um yeah number 41 globally how awesome is that thank you so much um so yeah that's brilliant i don't really i'm not very good at um I'm a bit shy when it comes to being good at stuff, um, even though I'm awesome at everything. Uh, anyway, so let's, shall we move on? Um, it is the weekend after all. Um, it is a time for a bit of time off, as um, a lot of people would think. But I want to correct you on this. So social media is such a powerful tool for every brand and every business. But the big mistake I keep seeing business-to-consumer businesses making, these businesses who are selling a specific product to somebody who will be buying it, is that they don't man their desks, they don't man their social media on a weekend. And there's been nothing more prevalent than that in the past, most recently, than people like um, Prince Andrew, for example, doing his um, interview that went global, telling everybody he'd gone to Peter Express and Peter Express were inundated with content being sent to them on their Twitter, on their Instagram, there was messages, on their Facebook there was messages and nobody was going back to these people. Nobody was doing any firefighting because the person who ran those accounts had switched off for the night and they didn't know about it until somebody actually told them that this was going on. So... It's imperative that you may not necessarily want to man your social media 24 hours a day. I understand that you are maybe a local brand or a local business, <clears throat> but you need to man your social media seven days a week. You need somebody who is able to set up notifications and be told when a piece of content comes through or somebody mentions you as a brand or as a business, because if somebody is saying something derogatory or if somebody is complaining directly to you because they've not received an order or they're complaining because the order that they've received is incorrect or damaged or what have you, you need to do damage limitation. And if you are not in there straight away and doing that damage limitation within the first 60 minutes of them sending that message out on a global platform, it looks really bad. And if you are a well-known brand of business, then it looks even worse because they know you have the money to spend on having somebody run social media, but you're not running your social media that way. So then they really go to town on it and start telling people, look, I sent this message and I've not said anything. I know somebody who is on Twitter currently and is fighting and constantly messaging Ryanair for a refund on a flight because they haven't been able to take the flight due to the coronavirus. And Ryanair are literally ignoring every single message that they send and put out. That is terrible from an internationally renowned brand. You cannot do that. There is nothing more detrimental. All he needs is one of his messages to then go viral, everybody to see it, and it will just look so bad on them as a brand, as a business, when it would have been so simple to just look at that message, see what messages were at coming in to them, and just respond to each one. 
yes, it's a pain in the ass having to do it, but it's way better than the bad publicity that could come from it. So think about social media working more than a five-day week. Social media is not on just five days a week. It's not just a nine-to-five job. Social media is turned on and will not turn off. That's it. Full stop. It's on seven days a week, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, 366 in a leap year. So you cannot get away from the fact that people will be consuming content all the time. So if they're saying something bad about you, you better be sure that on a weekend, you need to be in a position where somebody who was running your social media channels, whether it's you personally, or you hire an agency to do it for you, someone like us or someone local to you can definitely go back to those messages quickly because communication is key is a social site that's the whole point of these they are social sites and all you need is one person to tell 10 people and those 10 people to sell 10 people and so on and so forth and your growth of damage is exponential just like the coronavirus so you really need to rein it in and get people to answer those messages that are coming in on a weekend I just cannot say this enough. So many people will switch off their social media on a weekend, come back to it on Monday, and so be it. You can't do that these days. You just can't do it. I'm not saying you have to sit on social media 24 hours a day or you have to sit on social media all weekend, but just set up notifications on your phone. You've got one of these things in your back pocket or in your purse, whatever, but it's sat there waiting for notifications coming through. So when you get a notification on whatever platform it is, set it up so you get notifications coming through and just respond to it. It doesn't take more than five minutes, even if it's just a quick, really sorry to hear that, we'll look into it as soon as possible and get back to you. It just is a level of damage limitation. You've just got to start thinking about doing this for your brand and for your business. It's such a powerful tool, social media. And so many brands and businesses, especially like I say, B2C businesses are just not using it that way. So hopefully you've got some value from this. If you're running a B2C business right now, you're thinking, you know what, maybe I need to set up notifications so that I do get content sent through to me on a weekend and I can respond to it rather than leaving it to Monday when they've had 48 hours then to stew on it and get really pissed off that I've not gone back to them. It's not hard, is it? You do the same thing yourself. If you sent a message off to somebody and they didn't come back to you for 48 hours, you'd be so pissed off. Especially if it's like a damaged product and it's for a birthday or something's not arrived and it's for an anniversary. You'd be so annoyed that they don't have the element of decorum to respond to you. So make sure you do respond. Okay, hopefully you got some value from that. Fingers crossed. Um, And you're going to move on and start using social media on a weekend, be it posting on a regular basis on a weekend or at least setting up notifications so you can go back to those messages that you get sent through, positive or negative ones as well. Make sure you reply to both. Right, let's have a look what's happening on the comments. Um, We have um, McGinley SCC, who's joined us on um, Instagram Live. Let's have a look what they've got to say. What's your opinion on businesses like us, carpentry and construction, getting engagement? It seems like that if you have a product, nails, cakes, or flowers, you can get a larger following, but service-based businesses really struggle to get the same engagement or interaction. Okay. Um, The problem is, I think, for you guys, is a lot of you, and I've not seen your content, so I'm 
making an assumption here, um, and I know what making an assumption make, that means. It means it makes a mess out of you and me. But anyway, um, I'm going to make an assumption um, that a lot of like businesses like that don't necessarily give the value. They look at the fact that if I give value, somebody's going to do it for themselves and not come to us to get it done. So there's a lot of different things that you can do. I mean, I don't know what level of carpentry. You're saying carpentry construction, so I'm guessing it's like timber frame housing, all that kind of stuff. So it's not necessarily something people are necessarily going to do themselves, but what about creating content that's going to entice them into what it is that you do? You're going to have quite a niche audience anyway, so you're never going to go mega viral with what it is that you do, but you are going to go viral with the audience who will like the content that you do, if you get what I mean. So you're not necessarily going to hit the entire globe. Not everybody's going to want to see um, the different types of joints and joists and stuff like that that you're using, but people who are building homes, first-time buyers, all that kind of stuff, or people who've bought land and want to build something, or people who want to build more environmentally friendly homes will be interested in what it is that you've got to do and what it is that you do. So I personally, if I was you, would look at start creating content that is more value-driven, but not necessarily teaching people how to do what it is that you do, but showing them how you do what it is that you do, how you put together a timber frame house, doing case studies with some of your former clients as well, um, and showing people the process that you've gone through. So all the way through your process, I'm sure you must be taking videos and photographs and things like that. So put together little five, 10 minute pieces that are, we built this 10 bedroom house, here's us building it, and here's the finished product. And take people through that process, almost a bit like grand designs, um, but specifically, you're the business behind it. So rather than grand designs having multiple different people, um, it's all you. And show people the bad bits as well. Show people the projects that have gone wrong or slightly awry and needed changes making to them on the job. And I'm sure there's plenty of those have actually happened because, again, people like to see that we are a voyeuristic bunch i'm afraid and i've talked about this in the past but we do like to see what's happening behind the scenes we like to know what's going on um, and as long as the finished product is always that ta-da this is glorious then it doesn't really matter if there's one or two things that have gone wrong along the way it proves that you can solve problems and uh, are that way inclined so that's what i would potentially do for you is stop worrying about necessarily vanity metrics and looking at the bigger picture look, look at the bigger picture of i'm not going to appeal to everybody but those that i do appeal to are the ones who are going to want to see content and what kind of content are they going to want to see they're going to want to see how good we are at what we do but how well we work with the people that we work with as well so that's why i would start thinking about is creating that kind of content let's have a look and see what else i've said um but service-based businesses really struggle to get the same engagement or interaction it's the local engagement we want to try and get uh, local areas around us to us. We recently started a feature Friday, which is about letting people know the who, the what, and where we, we use and, and recommend to people and stuff like that. Brilliant. Absolutely. And talk about where you get your wood from and all those kind of things, just things that are really going to draw that engagement in with those people who are local to you. Um, and I think that will I think that will make a massive difference. Um, but, yeah, too many people um, and too many of the service-based interest industries do get hung upon having the next, um, I can't remember the name of the plumbing guy, uh, Pimlico Plumbers, um, and going massive and being able to do all sorts of talks. And so 
I would fully concentrate on talking to the people you need to talk to um, and, and getting them involved. And don't be afraid as well when you're using different products and what have you to tag those people in that content so that they know that content's being made and um, because that's another way of collaborating without even getting them in on the collaboration without going look do you want to make a piece of content together you don't even need to ask that you just go right okay we're using bob's wood today and bob's wood is available down in southampton uh, where you can go and have a chat with him and he'll help you out with whatever kind of wood project you're working on obviously we're working on slightly bigger stuff um, and then you mention to Bob, by the way, Bob, we've made a video and we mentioned we got our wood from you. Hope you don't mind. He's not going to. It's free advertising. And then he will probably take that piece of content and go, hey, everybody on my social media channels, this house was built by Bob's wood. So with Bob's wood, sorry. So go and have a look at this piece of content and see what you think. And so you get this kind of uh, cross-contamination of audience without even necessarily really collabing. Um, so yeah, don't be afraid to talk about where the different products are coming from that you're using and um, and letting everybody know all about it. Hopefully, uh, you've got some uh, some value from that. And um, McGinley SCC says, great advice, thanks. Absolute pleasure, not a problem in the slightest. Uh, good morning to Jay Vass, uh, MCN, who's joined us at the moment on um, Instagram Live as well. And we've got another question here. Uh, no, it's the same question, so that's cool. Okay, let's go to the question I got last night because I thought this one was quite interesting. Uh, this one came through from uh, Kevin, and I saw this on Twitter. Um, and it says, I've, I've made a docu-series about food. I've pitched it to multiple networks, uh, but no luck as of yet. I'm thinking of self-distributing the content on YouTube and Instagram. Uh, what do you think is the best way to build a sustainable YouTube channel when content needs to be of the highest quality to be in line with my docu-series brand? That's kind of the ins and outs. It was a longer message um, that I saw on Twitter. So um, for me... I would probably step back from YouTube and Instagram. I would use those as PR tools rather than actually distribution tools. Although YouTube is completely free and Instagram is completely free, that's brilliant. I would put trailers out on YouTube. I would put trailers out on Instagram. I'd put PR out on those channels. I would use social media for PR of my content. So just the way as Amazon Prime use all these different channels to push the Grand Tour, which is their version of Top Gear, with Jeremy Clarkson and Richard Hammond and James May, use all those other channels to push your content that you're going to put somewhere else. Now, I would put it behind a paywall on Vimeo. That's just from my point of view, because I know creating these things is not cheap. And if you've done it to a high quality, you've possibly had to buy cameras or hire them or lenses or get people in to help you to do the filming, lighting, all that kind of stuff. So I would personally pull some of that money back that you've spent, maybe not the, the money that you're going to spend in time PRing the actual content, but I would put it on Vimeo and put it behind a paywall so that people can watch the content in dribs and drabs, so they can watch it all in one go, or they can watch just an episode a week or so on and so forth. So I would stop worrying about giving it out for free, and this is really bizarre for me to say this, but I understand how much these things cost to make, and unless you get a, a network who is willing to buy the product from you, the BBC or ITV or one of the agencies or Netflix or what have you, unless you get somebody who's willing to buy that from you and then put it out on their platform, which again, people still have to pay to see, 
then why wouldn't you do the same yourself? Why would you approach Netflix and go, can I put it on Netflix? And Netflix go, no, you're all right, we're not going to buy it. And Netflix is a behind a paywall product and not do the same yourself. Why would you not put it behind a paywall yourself and do all your PR for free, mentioning it to people and getting out of there as much as you can and then put it behind a paywall so that you can make some of your money back? Because that's all you're trying to do anyway by selling it to these networks. So do it yourself. Put it behind that paywall on Vimeo. I'm not sure you can put it behind a paywall on, on YouTube. You may be able to. Depends on the systems you're using elsewhere on your website and stuff like that. Um, but personally, I would put it onto Vimeo because they have that instant make a payment and you can see the content. Because um, I've done that myself in the past with with different projects that I've wanted to watch and not been able to because I've been behind a paywall. Um, so I would definitely do that. And um, yeah, good luck basically, Kevin. Um, there's a lot of PR you need to do, and I would probably suggest speaking to a PR agency and seeing how they can help you, because you need to be getting into local um, news and national news as well, as if it's humanly possible. Um, but finding different magazines who might be interested in interviewing you and seeing how you're putting out this, this docu-series yourself. You must have local newspapers, local magazines that you can get into for free, because there's a lot of stuff you can do for free to draw people into that paywall content. So that's what I would do. Um, and hopefully, fingers crossed, it's just a huge success and someone like Netflix to see it and go, right, okay, we're going to buy the next one, the next series. You never know, fingers crossed. Uh, anyway, hopefully you got some value from that, Kevin. I just thought it was quite an interesting question, so I wanted to co cover that one off today. Um, okay, I think we are coming towards the end of the live, unless we have any more questions. Whatever platform you're on right now, um, I'll give you four minutes. So you've got four minutes uh, to get your questions in, whether you're watching on Twitch, Periscope, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, on either of the, the Facebook groups, or on Instagram Live, and... Um, yeah, just uh, get in touch and uh, ask me your questions, and I'll do my best to answer them. Quick one that's just come through here. Um, McGinley SCC is asking, what platform are you using to stream this live over different channels? Um, so there will be a link in the section below once this has gone live on IGTV, because you're, you're watching on Instagram right now. So once it's go live on IGTV, there'll be a link in the comments in the description box. It's a piece of software called uh, StreamYard. And um, if you click on that link, it'll get you some money off and it'll give me a little bit of an affiliate as well, um, which would be really cool um, if you spend any money. If you don't spend any, any money with them, it doesn't matter. Um, but if you do, awesome and um, yeah you'll save i think it's ten dollars um but it's a really cool piece of software you can do all sorts of different things all these overlays are different things that I can do um also i can say if you want to email me you can and my email address is scrolling along the bottom there there's loads of stuff you can do on, on Streamyard, but that's the software i'm using and there will be a link in my pants uh, once this is live on igtv and on all the other channels as well um, so hopefully that answers your question Okay, right. I am think I'm going to skedaddle in a little while. Uh, if you do have any questions, though, and you're watching right now, but we're going to come towards a, a close unless a really great question comes in, um, feel free to still ask a question, stick it into the comments, whatever channel you're watching on. We'll do our best to answer them, uh, whether you're watching live or on the replay. Also, as you can see, my email address is scrolling along the bottom there. You can drop me an email and ask me a question that way as well if you don't want to stick your hand up in the air in the classroom and ask a question publicly. And if you're listening to the podcast, which I make every single day from the audio from this video, then please 
go into the description box, click on my email address there, drop me an email from there, and we can have a chat that way as well. Um, anyway, right, I'm going to skedaddle. I'm going to say enjoy the rest of... Uh, oh, one more question. Um, Beginnerly SEC asking, is it monthly or one-off? It's a monthly cost, but you don't have to pay for a full year's upfront. You can pay month by month. So obviously we're in this craziness right now. That's why I'm paying for it. When we come out of it, will I keep doing it? I don't want to keep paying for it. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but I do love it as a piece of software. I think it's really great. Um, they do a free version where you can stream on one channel, but without any of the extra gubbins. They have one where you can stream onto two channels with some of the extra gubbins, and then they have the premium version, which is what I paid for, where you can stream onto all the channels with all the extra gubbins. So, um, yeah, there you go. That's your answer. Right. I'm off. Um, I will say have a great rest of your Saturday. I will be here tomorrow, um, hopefully about 11 o'clock-ish, um, slightly earlier than I have been recently uh, because my wife, who is an NHS key worker, is at home tomorrow so she can watch Max while I can go live. So I will see you then. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Stay safe and have a great one. And I'll see you soon. Ta-da. Bye. This was a Perception Studios production.